Hey, I'm Dave. And a fun fact about me is that I'm Kate's producer for The Daily Dollop. Kate's taken a well-earned break this week, so we thought we'd go back into the archives and reheat some of the most downloaded episodes over the last year. So enjoy The Daily Dollop Reheated. Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. of the Daily Dollop, I'm going to be talking about convenience foods and how to use the huge array of pre-prepared options at your supermarket to your advantage. You don't need to be afraid of food in a packet. Let me tell you why. Hey, hey team. Welcome back to the Daily Dollop. My name is Kate Freeman. I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic So great to have you tune into the show today. Fun fact about me is that when I was a teenager, I think I was gross spurting hardcore and I was a late bloomer. So, you know, 14, 15 was when I finally grew. But I used to sneak into the kitchen and secretly feed myself dry Milo, like straight from the tin, which is actually super dangerous because if you breathe it in, it's not a secret anymore because you're coughing and spluttering and literally like spraying Milo everywhere. Anyway, I never actually learned my lesson from that and repeatedly went back to eat the Milo. Now as an adult, I actually don't enjoy Milo that much at all. I'm not quite sure why, but I think I probably like sniffed it in and inhaled it too many times and my body's just like, nah, I'm good. I don't need Milo anymore. So on with today's show though, where we're chatting about convenience foods. I really love this topic because it's it's one of those areas of nutrition which becomes really confusing because people are often associating convenience food with unhealthy food. But I'd just like to debunk that and just challenge some thinking on that in this episode. You know, I think it's pertinent to just point out right? That life is really busy. We have so many things going on. I, for one, definitely feel that. You know, I'm running two businesses. So I've got my online program at the Healthy Eating Hub. And then I've got two dietetic clinics in Canberra called the Healthy Eating Clinic. I've got two children in year six and year seven this year. And, you know, just generally adulting, feels hard and I can find myself some days literally waking up 6, 6.30 and just non-stop going until 10 p.m. that night. No, sometimes I'm, I'm working at night, um, things like that. And, you know, I'm, I frequently find myself eating in the car, you know, grabbing groceries, you know, multiple times throughout the week for dinner. Sometimes I get takeaway. I know, I know shock you're shocked and appalled but I am a real person just like you trying to balance all of my life etc and the thing is though when I'm getting takeaway or I'm grabbing groceries I'm not feeling any any guilt about that or any worry because what I've found over the years of learning about nutrition and learning what's right for me is that I can still maintain a level of diet quality maintain a healthy weight nourish myself fuel myself for my day um, and feel good about what I'm eating with all of the chaos happening 
in the background. And now the reason I can do this is because I feel confident in my food choices. I feel good about what I'm doing. I feel good in my body. And I, and I do know how I can use convenient food options as a way of helping me get through the week. And so, you know, you could argue that, well, that's not the most healthiest approach, but you know, you could if you want to approach healthy eating with that perfection mindset where you have to plan every single meal and it all needs to be organic and don't you don't buy anything in a packet and you bulk prep your lunches and your dinners and you make oodles of bliss balls for your snacks and you're cold pressing your juices and it's literally like you're doing this what, you know, social media portrays as this perfect diet. But then... What happens when you have a week when you don't have time for that? What do you do when you didn't get organized or when you're away for the weekend and you didn't get to bulk prep? What do you do then? And I've met many people over the years who say they only eat healthy when they're organized. And then when I ask them how often they're organized, they're like, oh, you know, not every week. And so if being a healthy eater is relying on you to do this huge amount of food prep and and stick to this sort of perfect eating pattern, which doesn't exist by the way, but we, we all think it does, then you're actually not going to be consistent and you keep fostering this all or nothing approach and switching from one extreme to the other. And so I actually believe, as you've heard through previous episodes, that we just need to sometimes drop our expectations of what healthy eating actually is And just allow ourselves to make healthy food choices, but ones that are easy, simple, enjoyable, and that fit into our busy routines. And we're not killing ourselves trying to attain this perfect wellness lifestyle when it's that's actually just causing us a lot of stress. You know, I also like to remember that life is full of different seasons. And my mum used to say this beautiful thing to me bless you, mum, if you're listening, that, you know, sometimes we have to renegotiate each new season that we find ourselves in, in terms of, you know, particularly if you've got children each year, they grow older and um, the routine changes again. There was definitely this time when the business started growing and it became more than just a hobby. And I was trying to run the business and do all of the housework and the kids And my husband was working full time and we were just in this group where I had been at home doing most of the housework. But then we hadn't renegotiated this as I started working. And then one particular day I was hanging out the washing and he came out and he was like, you're hanging out the socks wrong. I like them hung out like this. And I literally like cracked it big time, had this big cry. And I was just like, I can't do it anymore. I need you to help me. You know, like I'm working too now and... And he was just like, oh, it didn't really occur to him that he had to change, bless him. And I think a lot of husbands are like that. But it was just that we hadn't taken an opportunity to renegotiate our different season and make things a little bit easier. And so now, you know, the the housework and everything's all 50-50 split and we're a really good team. But we've renegotiated every season. And I think that that's really important too. You know, I think it's important to know that sometimes you'll have the mental capacity to plan a week of food um, and not buy any pre-made or takeaway foods. You know, this week I've actually done a meal plan for the first time in about six weeks because when I'm on school holidays, 
my life is just cray chaotic and we've done so many camping trips and I've tried to do a million things whilst also having the kids, etc. You know, and I relied a lot on convenience food and I was at the shops regularly buying things. But this week I was like back into routine, school's happening. I prioritise making a meal plan and that's fine. But I, I am acknowledging the fact that, that different weeks call for different strategies that help me eat and I'm, I'm able to find the balance between the two. And that's really important. That's my goal is to help everybody feel that confidence when it comes to their food and not guilt or shame because they're having to to buy something pre-packaged or in a packet. So that leads me to then let's talk about food processing as well because you know there's a, a real problem on social media with sort of um, making it really black and white around whole foods and processed foods and this whole like oh well if it comes in a packet then you shouldn't eat it. Uh, and, and that's a bit oversimplified and not really a helpful statement because, yeah, not everything that comes in a packet is unhealthy. And so I talk a lot about eating whole foods and so do a lot of other nutritionists and dietitians. And it's definitely an absolutely good place to start when it comes to making changes to your diet long term. And when I say a whole food, I'm talking about a food that's had very little changed between the farmer and you. So nothing added, nothing taken away. And a really black and white idea of that is broccoli, a whole food, right? It was cut off the broccoli plant, chucked into a box, popped into the back of a truck, maybe spent some time in cold storage where it ended up in Woolworths or the market and you bought it and put it home in your crisper. To the Tim Tam, which of course, right, is 20 odd different ingredients from probably all around the world. Right, not a whole food. So by by nature of whole foods, they're naturally more nutrient dense, meaning they contain more vitamins and minerals per gram of the food. And they're also generally less energy dense, meaning that you can fill up on them without overconsuming energy. And I say in general, because you would remember that in a previous episode, I talked about the fact that some whole foods are still high in energy and are energy dense and that's fine doesn't mean they're not unhealthy uh, they're not healthy rather um, and we just need to be mindful of energy but in general whole foods tend to have less energy density than ultra processed foods and so building your diet out of whole foods is actually the first habit that I teach in my online program and, and my members spend six weeks focusing on six key habits within this nutrition principle and they tackle them one at a time as they go through the whole foods module. Now, I also teach as part of this module how to understand food processing because it's actually really important that you know that not all food processing affects the nutritional value of a food and that just because you eat a processed food as well doesn't mean that your body spirals into poor health. Like I eat blue cheese on cranberry pumpkin seed crackers with wine with the best of them. And I I don't plan to stop doing that because it's delicious. Um, However, I know how to balance my diet that's right for me. And of course, I'm not building my diet out of blue cheese and crackers. Although, what a way to go, hey? If that's all you had to eat. I, I don't know. I wouldn't complain. So in terms of food processing, we've got a number of different processes that occur to food either by the food manufacturer or the farmer 
or even by the consumer. Like when we cook and chop and blend food, we're processing it as well. And so, you know, just because we're doing something to the food doesn't actually mean we're hindering its nutritional value. Some processing does, but not all of it does. So, for example, um, pasteurizing is a, a process where we're killing the bacteria by heating the food, but we're not adding anything to the food nor we're taking anything away. So, milk is a good example of that. Some food processing is blending. So, um, when we're blending to make a fruit smoothie or when we're blending a bunch of ingredients together to make another product. So, like hummus, for example, where we've got probably mostly a number of whole foods, but we're blending it all together to make a product. Then we've got like cooking um, food so we can buy, you know, ham or shaved roast beef from the deli. It's already pre-cooked. We've got canning. So, you know, things like tuna and salmon and even chicken we can get in a can. Smoking, drying, there's a bunch of different things that we can do to the food that actually isn't really adding too much or taking too much away. And, and most foods that go through these processes have very little alteration in their nutrient value. If anything, they might have some salt added, particularly things like ham or smoked salmon, tuna in a can, things like that. I guess the point that I'm trying to make here is try not to take a black and white view of food processing because it's actually not as evil as it's made out to be. And in fact, food processing, we have to thank for actually creating a food supply that is feeding billions of people um, a a wide variety of different foods that are safe to consume, that aren't going to give us food poisoning with bacteria and things. So food processing in general has been a good thing for our culture. I think the thing that we need to consider is that there's there's this moment where we ultra process a food and think about the Tim Tam where we're combining, you know, high amounts of sugar, high amounts of fat. There's very little nutrients in a Tim Tam, but there's a whole lot of energy. And so that, that's where we just need to be mindful of processing, not, not with the legumes in the can or um, the yogurt in a tub. No need to be afraid of that kind of processing. I just want to obviously mention minimizing plastic and packaging waste is important recycle where you can but don't guilt or shame yourselves because you relied on a packaged food occasionally if it helps you 100% do it it's it's fine for you to consume so here are some quick ways that I use convenience foods to create quick and easy meals for me so what I try and focus on when I'm building a meal is sort of three key components I want to add some vegetables to my meal that's really important I want to add a protein source and I want to add a carbohydrate source. So from a vegetable perspective, if you walk into the supermarket these days, Coles, Woolies, Aldi, the big three, you will find a huge range of pre-chopped veg. Like there's really no excuse now. We don't even have to chop the vegetables if we don't want to. Bags of coleslaw, stir-fried vegetables, salad tubs or bags, even like chopped roast veggies, you literally come home, chuck them in a tray, give them a sprinkle with some garlic powder and salt, spray of olive oil and put them in the oven. So easy. So buy some pre-chopped veg, super, super easy. Protein sources that I like to get are like the pre-cooked barbecue chicken. I usually discard the skin and the stuffing and then just shred up all the rest of the meat um, the thigh and the breast and chuck that in the fridge in a container. It makes for super easy protein serves throughout the week. 
Shaved deli meat like ham off the bone or shaved roast lamb or roast beef are really great um, quick options that you can buy. Cooked prawns, frozen fish fillets, um, marinated tofu, you know, nice yogurt tubs, tin fish, right? A lot of these things you can keep in your pantry. Um, good to go. Carbohydrate sources include things like grainy wraps, sweet potato chips. You can get pre-chopped roast potato, instant brown rice cups, granola cups, instant oat sachets. Really, really easy stuff. And with these sort of three things, now I can make some epic food combos, right? For breakfast, lunch, dinner. I can do um, some granola and yogurt with a piece of fruit for breakfast. I can grab that on the go. I can do a barbecue chicken coleslaw in a wrap. Dinner's done. Add some salsa or some chipotle or aioli. Food is really just a vessel for the condiment. Am I right? Love a good sauce. Cooked prawns, a bag of salad, some sweet potato chips, like easy weeknight meal that feels like prawn cocktails with a really delicious seafood sauce. You know, I really like the tuna flakes. Um, I think John West do them with an instant brown rice um, cup with some coleslaw or some pre-made salad and a nice tasty dressing, right? Super, super easy. So one of the tips I would say with the products that I've listed that have a long shelf life, stock up on them at home and work. So you've got them there as a backup when you don't have time to make something else. And the idea of having a plan B or a plan C is that you're setting yourself up for set for six. <laughs> wow. Um, you're setting yourself up for success. Um, I mean, sex too, if that's, if that's what you're after. My husband's going to listen to this and he's literally going to go out and buy these things now. Bless you, babe. Um, but don't foster this all or nothing approach with your food. <laughs> Always sex for that matter. <laughs> so if you're keen on trying some convenience meals, my team and I have actually put together a resource with 47 convenient meal ideas in there and you can download it via the link in the show notes. I know so many people that are frustrated by the fact that healthy eating is really hard to stick to, especially if they've spent so many years trying diet after diet and meal plan after meal plan. And I've just found, you know, after 16 years as a nutritionist, that at the end of the day, I believe that healthy eating is a skill. And so I created a unique program that helps people develop the skill of healthy eating. It combines micro learning, support, behavior change principles right at your fingertips. And so instead of sticking to a diet, you are encouraged to change your behavior one habit at a time as well as also delivering you heaps of achievable, practical nutrition advice, lots of recipes, food inspiration, things like that. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Well, that's it for the show today. If you're liking what you're hearing, Give me a review. Leave some five stars there. I would super love that. Share this podcast with a friend and we'll see you next time. 